to be able to um, do well in ministry, you need to acquire something. Tell your, tell your neighbor and tell your neighbor, acquire something. Beautiful. And then we look at the fact that there's real ministry. There's real ministry. It can, it can have ministry according to your own way, but it may not be ministry. There is ministry and there is ministry. I said there is ministry and there is ministry. And so, this afternoon, um, I want to continue and um, talk about things that we need to acquire. We stay with the definition. I think the definition is very important. I hope you don't sleep this afternoon. If you sleep, it's either I'm not anointed or you are not anointed. (laughs) Beautiful. So, the definition, can you give us the definition again? Art is what? A skill acquired by experience, study, or observation. It means that if you are going to be able to have real ministry, you need to go through this experience. Is that, is that easy to? You need to go through an experience, a study, or observation. I talk to people who are interested in ministry. <laughs> and so, this afternoon, we'll break, we'll have a short break for the evening session, and then we'll continue, and then we have a, a guest minister uh, for tonight, and then two guest ministers t- from tomorrow night, and then we, we conclude it Saturday, and then we are gone. All too soon. Amen. Yeah. The, the next thing I want us to look at if we are going to um, do ministry, real ministry, is the anointing. I, 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 I couldn't move away from the topic of the anointing. Because Zechariah chapter 4, Zechariah chapter 4 says something. Zechariah chapter 4, you can read from verse 1. I'm not in a hurry at all. The Bible says, and the angel that talked with me came again and waked me up as a man that is wakened out of his sleep. Verse 2, hey. he said unto me, what do you see? And I said, I have looked and behold a candlestick of gold. You see gold is showing up here. So gold is not only for the ring or for earrings. But gold is a symbol of real ministry. Yeah. Oh yeah. And he says, 
with a bowl upon the top of it and his seven lamps thereon and seven pipes to the seven lamps which are upon the top thereof and two olive trees by it one upon the right side of the bowl and the other upon the left side thereof so I answered and speak to the angel that talked with me saying what are these my lord then the angel that talked with me answered and said unto me knowest thou not what these be hey how can you not know these things and i said no my lord even though the angel was very surprised that he doesn't know he still didn't feel bad by saying oh i saw he said yes still i don't know i mean if I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> it's simple. Then he answered and spoke unto, unto me, saying, This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel. Now, if you look at this, I think I, I, I mentioned this. I, I had a season where I, I was going through, um, the Lord will speak to me about some pastors in town. And then he asked me to go and speak to them. And um, it has not been easy at all. <laughs> Especially when there are people who you don't relate with, you know, on a regular basis. So now I have to master courage and believe that it is real and go. Then I have to tell you, why do you want to see me? I say, okay, I, I just want to have something to share with you. So I was that. <laughs> Then you have to maneuver, maneuver, maneuver. I remember one of the things the Lord sent me to do. Hey, it wasn't a simple thing. He told me to, to go and tell one pastor that he should preach his word and stop what he's doing. So I said, hey, how do you go and tell someone who feels he's a very powerful man of God that the Lord said he should preach my word? So even trying to meet the pastor was difficult. I remember I went to see Apostle Brooks one time, Love and Faith. When I went, I think it took me about 10 minutes to go into his office. Then he told me something, and I, I really respected him for that. He said, I've told my staff, my secretary, anytime a man of God, a pastor comes here to see me, priority, they should be ushered in quickly. I said, wow. Yeah, because you go to places, you can't see them at all. And it's not like you want to see them all the time so they are tired of your face. This is the first time I'm trying to give you come and see you. So I went to see a pastor. The, the, the second time I was going to see him, he said he doesn't have time. Tell it not easy. So when I went to tell this pastor that the Lord said he should preach his word, it was very difficult to meet him. Then he told me, Oh, I should come. This Wednesday he's having a service. So after the service, and we can talk or something like that. So I went after the service. I said, no problem. I'll, I'll, if the Lord, I believe the Lord has sent me, so I'll come. I went to see him. And I told him that the Lord says, you should preach his word. You see, he doesn't understand. I said, me too, I also, I also don't understand. <laughs> I, 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 I don't even listen to you preach. I don't know what you preach. So when I said the Lord said, preach his word. I can't tell you that, oh, you were preaching about Aaron's beard. 
or Aaron's uh, 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 rod that budded, and it's not a good message. I don't even know what you preach here. So if you, if you want me to go forward and say something that you, you, you lock me down with and say it's not true, I don't have any explanation for that. Then he said, okay. He'll pray about it and all of that. So we spoke again, and he said he's tried, he's tried, he's tried, but he's not getting the message. So when I was leaving his office, he said something. He said that he really takes his time to prepare his messages. And he allows the Holy Ghost to influence him to prepare the message to the, to the extent that sometimes when he even goes, uh, when he mounts the pulpit, he doesn't even have to look into his notebook to preach. When I left his office, then the Lord, just like a, a light came up. And the Lord told me that this is what he doesn't understand. He should learn to preach from somebody, not from the Holy Spirit. But I couldn't go back and tell him. I said, thank you, sir. I got a revelation and I left. Because I didn't understand even what I was telling him until he told me that he prepares extensively, he receives from the Holy Ghost. Receives from the Holy Ghost? Beautiful. We'll come to that just now. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, the Bible says that this is Zachariah. And the angel is telling Zachariah that I am giving you a word for Zerubbabel. Is Sati? Are you there? So this is Zechariah chapter 4. That's the prophet Zechariah. And he's the one who's having this vision. And the angel is telling him that I have a message for Zerubbabel. You, you wonder why God will have messages for people and he would, send, he would not tell them direct. I wish God, to, I wish God to, would tell people messages direct instead of... <laughs> because it's not a simple thing. To tell a man of God that you should preach God's word when he knows he's a preacher. It's not a very simple thing. I mean, I look, I, I feel like, you know, I, like stupidity, even when I was going to say, but I know the word of God. I know that when God sends you, even though Moses went to tell Pharaoh, let my people go, God said, I'll harden his heart. Still, Moses had to go to fulfill his part of the bargain of being faithful. All the time that he go, God says, I'll harden his heart. So Moses will ask God, so if you harden his heart, why are you sending me? <laughs> Amen. I went to speak to another man of God. There was a season like that. Oh, Jesus. Anytime I get up and I'm going, I feel, I said, Lord, are you sure? You want me to be doing this? People laugh at me. Oh. So one day, a pastor met one of my church members and said, what church do you go to? And the person told us, oh, the pastor who goes around says, the Lord say, the Lord say, the Lord say. Oh. I said, Lord, will you not, don't, can you not tell me nothing anymore? <laughs> this is the Lord, the word of the Lord. Unto Zerubbabel, go, the, the, God is speaking to an angel, to Zechariah. He says, go and tell Zerubbabel that it is not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit. By my spirit. By my spirit. By my spirit. It's not by might nor by power. But by my spirit, say the Lord. Then if you go down, you even understand it better. Because I think that sometimes we don't go down to understand what it's about. Who art thou, O great mountain? Before Zerubbabel, you shall become a plain. And he shall bring forth the headstone, the foundation of the church. He will do it. He shall bring forth the headstone thereof. With shoutings, crying, grace, grace unto it. The next verse is, 
Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, The hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation of this house. His hands shall also finish it. And thou shalt know that the Lord of hosts has sent me unto you. So, Zerubbabel was in, 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 in trying to build his ministry. Just trying to build the church. He was doing something. And God was telling him through Zechariah that what he was doing, the, the, the mountain, this mountain of ministry, this mountain of being in Canal number two, this mountain of being in Veve, this mountain of being in Pleasant, this mountain of being wherever in Letham, wherever you are, that mountain shall become plain because it is not by might nor by power, but by my spirit. The Bible says in Acts chapter 10, verse 30, that how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit. And with power. So when he says that it is not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, the spirit there is the same as the anointing. And if you're with me, the spirit there is the anointing. It is by the anointing. You get it? And, and, and you have to understand that foundations cannot be laid by without the spirit of God. Buildings cannot be built, churches cannot start. Churches cannot move on. Things cannot happen in the ministry unless the anointing of the Spirit of God is upon your life. The anointing is critical. The anointing is crucial. Without that, you cannot have ministry. So if you want to be skilled in ministry, you need the anointing. How you can receive the anointing? You see, it is the church of God, right? And even me, a small man like me, when I give people projects and they struggle, I ask them, but why didn't you talk to me? Why did you come back and, and ask, what, what, what do I think? Or what is your input? Why do you go out there, even though I've given you a project, why do you go and struggle when I can actually change the course of things. Because the person who is in charge of the project can make any decision. You who is executing it, you cannot. So by communicating or having the input of the person who, are, who has actually sent you, it's very, very critical. And that is why the spirit of God upon our lives is very, very critical for any foundation, any continuation of, of anything you are doing, ministry, whatever, and even to the completion of it. It's right there. He said, the hands of Zerubbabel shall lay the foundation. The hands shall lay it. And he says, he will finish it. You know, and it takes, it takes God. It's, it, it's not easy to have people, you know. That is why I was saying that when the, the pastor came to me and was trying to show me a video of people vomiting, that I can also vomit. Can you not vomit? I can put my finger and I vomit. Kind of vomit too? Okay, so maybe you should vomit here and take a video so that we're also very powerful. <laughs> I looked at where he's coming from. Are you with me? Yeah, I look at where he's coming from. And, and you see, and people don't understand that. People don't understand that. People don't look at what people have achieved. People look at popularity.
Why? Because they don't know the scriptures. Because Jesus said, by their fruits, we shall know them. So if I'm relating with Pastor Shane, I, I relate to him and I respect him because of what God has been able to do through him. That, that, that's the only reason why I like him and he's my friend and he's my brother. That, that's what it is. Same thing with Pastor Sam. So if you don't have anything, I'd rather tell you, Charlie, you should try and get something. <laughs> because as our friendship won't last longer. Because it means that I line with people who they upon nothing. I don't line with people who they upon something. Who God's spirit is on and they are doing things. I remember when I, uh, uh, my son streamed. I told him, you, the person who is always first in the class, you should be the friend of that person. I don't think he understands the revelation. He doesn't understand, right? Okay, his class teacher says that he doesn't understand. <laughs> you have to line with people who are going somewhere. Don't just line with people because they are nice people. No, people who are going somewhere. Ah. So it is only by what somebody had on the ground that is what will make you know who the person is. And people don't achieve things in the ministry except God has given them that. I'll say it again. I don't think you got it. <laughs> Just like the angel was telling Zechariah to tell Zerubbabel, God will not let you lay the foundation if you will not be able to lay the foundation if God does not give you the grace to lay the foundation. Paul said that I was given a grace as a master, a wise master builder. That is the only reason why you can do it. You see, as for maybe building a house, uh, and buying a car, going to school and all these things, you can do it. You don't need God to do that. We always, we always mix the two. The secular things, you don't really need God. There are things you need God. There are spirit. God is a spirit. God is not a car. It is spiritual things that when you get, you see, when you are in God's good books, there are a lot of things that you are attracted that, are, that attaches themselves to you. It's a goodness and mercy follows you. You don't, you, don't, you don't chase for goodness and mercy. They ought to follow you because of the shepherd who is over your life. It is that deeper relationship that causes other things that people look for in a secular world to follow you. In the book of John, let me show you a scripture. John chapter 19 verse 11. John chapter 19 and verse 11. I see Shiniza McPherson at the back there. Okay. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, mommy's peeping. <laughs> Jesus answered. Now, let's, let's go to verse 9. Let's start from there. Chaman, are you enjoying? If you sleep, it's okay. I know you've been working very hard. So. You, you can sleep. I won't say anything. <laughs> but Marvin can't sleep. As I said, it's swinging on the left and on the right. And went, again, and went again into the judgment hall and said unto Jesus, Whence art thou? But Jesus gave him no answer. Verse 10. Then said Pilate unto him, 
Speakest thou not unto me? You pay me no mind. That's what the Kyrgyz Bible will say, isn't it? You pay me no mind. You say nothing to me. Knowest thou not that I have power to crucify thee and have power to release thee? <laughs> this is what makes many people err. The power you have is not your own. That's when Nebuchadnezzar became an half animal and half a human for seven years. Because he did not understand that the power he had to overcome and conquer Israel and take them away as uh, uh, slaves, it was God who gave him the power. That he was boasting and he was flexing his muscles and he was, he was, he was kind of praising himself that he's big, he's greater. These, uh, these people from, from, from Moses, you look at how he's conquered them and brought them down and all of that. What he didn't understand was that God was using Babylon to teach Israel a lesson. It wasn't him who had armies, who had power. It's not by might, not by power. And so you see here that Pilate, who also is ignorant, is trying to tell Jesus that he has the power to release him or to crucify him. Now, Mr. Pilate doesn't understand that. Jesus is not just an ordinary person. And for you to be able to have Jesus, to have judgment against Jesus, Verse 11. Jesus had to make it clear to Pilate. He said, Jesus answered, you could have no power at all against me except it were given thee from above. No one can do these things that thou wouldst. Nicodemus told Jesus, except God, except the Holy Spirit, except the anointing is upon a person's life. Oh, <laughs> I'm telling you. And so ministry and doing well in ministry and real ministry comes by the anointing. And anointing is God who gives it. But I want to take you through how. Eight different ways the anointing is released. I can't shy away from the topic of anointing at all. We can't talk ministry without anointing. Because Jesus said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to preach the gospel. It's one of my favorite topics. Anointing. 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 When John the Baptist was baptizing Jesus, the Spirit descended upon him like a dove. Like a dove. Like a dove. And he told the disciples, do not leave Jerusalem. Do not leave Jerusalem until you have received the promise of my father, which said he, you have heard of me. When Elijah was going to be taken to heaven, Elisha said, I don't need your car. I don't need your house. I don't need anything you have. I don't need a pin code to your Republic Bank account. I don't need a card and a pass to Reverend Raphael's Republic Bank account that nobody knows about. I don't need that. I need anointing upon your life. And I, and I can see that if you are not with me, I don't just need one. I need two of it because I need one to be with me and one to help me do something. 
Because he came, Elisha came to realize that the only difference maker in a man's ministry is the anointing. So eight ways, eight different ways the anointing is released. Number one, terminated, transferred anointing. Terminated, transferred anointing. Terminated, transferred anointing. What does this mean? This is an anointing transfers. You see, anointing is caught by a transfers. It's God who make, organizes the transfer, but you have to apply for the transfer. <laughs> Terminated transfer anointing. In this type of anointing transfer, the person who carries, and remember, 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 in Numbers chapter 11, I like that chapter also. Numbers chapter 11, verse 16. Before we even um, touch on number one and, and move on. Numbers chapter 11, verse 16. And the Lord said unto Moses, Gather unto me 70 men of the elders of Israel, whom thou knowest to be the elders of the people and officers over them. And bring them unto the tabernacle of the congregation. That they may stand with you there. Verse 17. And I'll come down. And I'll talk with you there. And I'll take the spirit which is upon thee. And will put it upon them. The transfer is God engineered. But the 70 people, they must come around you. You see, one day the Lord told me, spoke to me about a great man of God that I should go and, go and honor. And I went there and I, and, I, and I did what I had to do. And when I came back, I was just wondering, what, what, what is all this about? And then I got a revelation that, you see, you need you need to be in certain environments for God to do this transfer. You need to be in the environment of a man of God who is carrying the spirit for the supernatural transfer by angelic forces to take place. Look at this. He said, bring the 70 elders, bring them to the tabernacle of the congregation. And as they come there, as you are standing there, I am God. I'll take the spirit that is upon you. Nobody will see it. So here I am with 70 people. We are lining at the tabernacle of the congregation, waiting for God to come. Not knowing that as we are there, God is taking the spirit that is upon the leader and he's putting it on the 70 people without us knowing. Because God will not tell you, watch. Hello, be quiet. I'm taking something. I'm putting something on you, okay? I am sure they will not notice anything. Because God is a spirit. That's what I'm saying. The transfer, the transfer, the moving of the spirit from one person to the other, it is done by God. And this is how anointing transfers. Anointing is upon a person. You see, anointing is not from God. It's one of the ways, but it is a rare occurrence, which we'll look at in a bit. So the first 
way anointing is transferred is what? Death terminated or terminated transferred anointing. It means that the man of God like Moses is dead. And as he dies, his, his, his anointing transfers. When, when, when Mo, the example is Moses and Joshua. Moses, when Moses died, the anointing was transferred to Joshua. When Elijah died, the anointing was transferred to Elisha. So the, the person who carries anointing has to leave the scene. As long as he's alive, this terminated transfer anointing does not okay. Something else can okay. But the first you have to understand is that the person must die. The person must disappear. The person must check out. Just like when a father is leaving the world, then he has a will to transfer his car to you. He can't drive the car until he's gone. If you drive the car whilst he's alive, it's a different anointing. <laughs> and most of the time, they don't allow you to drive the car whilst they're around. I troubled my father. Then he said, he took me to driving school. Because I used to tip his car. Took me to driving school. Then, I think I didn't finish the driving school or something. I don't know what happened. And I tip his car again. And I went to scratch the side of it. Then he gave vex. Saying, he ain't teach me to drive no more. But then when you sit next to your father, every time you, you watch them, you think you can drive. Until one day I took the car and I got to a, a, a stop. When I stopped there, engine went, went off. I said, ah, when my father stops, the engine doesn't cut off. Not knowing that you have to step on the clutch. If you're, you, if you're driving a manual vehicle, it's not automatic. Uh, if you're driving manual, where you are stopping, the clutch must be in. So I didn't know. I was just on the accelerator. Ooh, when I got the traffic light, I stopped on the brake and then engine gun. Beep, 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 beep. I said, what? When my father stopped, it doesn't, the engine doesn't. I was, I pan- the first time I panicked so much, when I started the engine, I went back home and parked the car. I said, no, there's something wrong with the car. I can't drive it. <laughs> Not a novice. <laughs> Terminated, transferred, anointing. The one who is carrying the anointing. I want us to understand that anointing is carried by people. There's another book by, uh, by a prophet. It is called Anointed and it's Anointing. I'm not sure. We, I don't think we have it here. We're expecting some books. It's not the Anointed and it's Anointing. I think I'm, I'm teaching that one. Where? Not a novice? I've started talking about that. Not a novice. Anointed and it's Anointing. Yeah. Sunday mornings on Channel 65. The anointing is carried by a person. And so if you are going to do well in ministry, you need people like that to connect to. So that the transfer can take place. You need anointing to do well in ministry. Oh yes. If you, if you see, if you see Dagwood Mills, my father, the things he does. I mean, it's, it, it's not maybe because it's my father that I am talking about. If you see the things he does, you can, you can only say, you see, he's the only Guinean pastor who has more than, it was 3,000 or 6,000. 3,500 churches worldwide. It's not 6,000. I think it's about 6,000. 
in 105 countries. The only Ghanaian pastor, the only pastor from Ghana with churches all over the world, the only one. Yeah. Jesus said, you, ha- you could not have had power over me unless it was given to you. You cannot have real ministry if it's not given to you. That is why it's not how you preach. It's not how you look. It's not how you talk. It is whether the oil, whether God, whether anointing is upon your life. I'm telling you, you may be one of the bad preachers in the world, but if you are anointed, <laughs> I'm telling you, I, 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 I got saved. I wanted to speak in tongues so bad. My, my church, they wanted to take me through all oh, some classes and all of that, and I didn't have time. I, I admire this speaking in tongues so much. And then the leaders in my church, they say, oh, you have to go through this school, this class, this class, this class. So one day, I was walking in town, and I saw a poster. A man of God was coming to town, Full Gospel Business Men's Fellowship International. And he was going to have a, a, a revival, and then on the, the, the second day or so, he was going to pray for people to receive the Holy Ghost baptism, which I think we should also have a program like that. I'm sure people will laugh at us, but it will work. Yeah. Because that's how I, I, I got to speak in tongues. My own church, they were not encouraging me. They want me to do some scholarship, some uh, uh, UG graduate master program before. And I wanted it. I wanted I needed it. So I saw the poster. I said, don't worry. I'm going to this program here, sir. So the, I went for the program. It was a Saturday. I went. The man preached. Preached. One of the things he said was that he and his wife went somewhere to a program. And then when he went to the program, I think he was not saved then or something like that. He said, the man, his English was bad. And then the church was on a dusty, it was like a tent and a dusty floor. Went with his wife. The man preaching, preaching, preaching. And I think at the point, he called his wife also, the wife went forward for prayer. And he prayed for the wife. He said, the wife fell down in the dust. He said, ah! Why is this woman disgracing me here? <laughs> like I said, even though the pastor couldn't speak good English, the power, the anointing, it's like, it's not the English. It's not the, uh, what, word salad. The combination of rhyming words, function to function. That's not the anointing. You can be a good poetic preacher and still be dry. Yeah, what a, yeah, eloquent orator and still be dry. So I went to this place and then he, he, he prayed for me. Hey, Charlie, come and see me. I was crying, I was speaking it all, I was excited. <laughs> when I came back to my church, we were praying, I was speaking it all. The, the leaders were looking at me, they said, Bye. Where you get a thing from? <laughs> I get a thing from? I got it by the roadside. You won't able to pray for me. You're waiting for me to go through this class, 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 class. I'm hungry for the tongues. <laughs> I'm sure there are church, people in our churches who are also hungry and we are not minding them. That's why it, it is something we should do. Like every month, we should do Holy Ghost baptism sessions every month holy ghost baptism every month the baptism with, with the holy spirit every month until every member in our churches is baptized with the holy ghost oh yeah 
No, yeah, yeah. It is, you can't, you can't have it if it is not given to you. So there's an anointing transfer that happens when there's a termination. So the man of God finishes, he ceases his work here on earth, and as he's leaving, the anointing he carries comes upon someone. Are you with me? The Bible says in Acts chapter 4 verse 13. Acts chapter 4 and verse 13. Karen, is it working? Are you VIP? It's not working. You shouldn't have taken VIP. Is it, is it VIP? Okay. I thought it was a VIP. VIPs, they don't sleep. You should, maybe you should have taken VIP. <laughs> All right. Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, can you see here? It's not about your learning. <laughs> you can, most of the time, people with degrees in ministry, they don't do well. I, 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 ah, I now remember. Thank you. I was listening to a message the other day by, by my father. And he said this thing. He said, anointing, and you look at that aspect also. He says, anointing doesn't come by studying. It comes by following. That's why another key to the art of ministry, skilled, experienced, doing well in ministry, is the art of following. We'll look at that by the grace of God. He said, they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they didn't go to school. Unlearned. So if you are unlearned, you are not disqualified from ministry. Tell your neighbor, it doesn't, you are not disqualified from ministry if you are unlearned. Yeah. That they were unlearned and ignorant men. Now, it's also very interesting um, to, to, to be able to work with men who are ignorant. <laughs> yeah, somebody who is not educated and ignorant, it's not very easy to, to work with them and impart anointing into them, you know. Yeah, <laughs> you need an anointing yourself. <laughs> That's what Jesus had to be anointed, to deal with people who didn't go to school and were ignorant. Because when Jesus talk, spoke about death, then Peter said, hello. Stop that depressive speeches you are, you are, you are giving. Yeah. Ignorant people. Oh, Jesus. That's why Moses suffered. Moses said, kill me. He said, kill me. He said, if you really like me, kill me. <laughs> because these people here, so it's too much. Stress. Too much stress. The people perceived that Peter and John, they were unlearned and ignorant men. And they marveled. How can people like this have such power? It was given to them. It was given to them. It was given to them. How do I have what I have? It was given to me. How does your pastor what he has? It was given to him. If it's not given, he will not have it. Pastor Shane is, is not Guyanese. 
And you see what he's doing in pleasant? It, it is given to him. That's why. He cannot do it if it's not given to him. And that's what should make people respect and be afraid of people who God has given something. Because if you notice what they are doing and you acknowledge that God is with them, then you should be very careful. You have to tread cautiously when you're dealing with them. It means that God's eye is on people like that. And you better don't joke or play with them. Amen. Is it working? Yeah. Is it working? Yeah, yeah. Gold, gold will come. Don't worry. Copper will be turned to gold. Hallelujah. They took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. So again, here you see being around Jesus, something moved. Christopher, something moved. Something moved. So, it, 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 fellowship, that's why I said, behold, how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. That they're hanging around, they accompany, the company, the, the liming of men of God or somebody who is a little higher, whatever. Some, God does something supernatural. See, that is why that's what explains those who went to Bible school that they didn't last. His son didn't go to Bible school. And what he's doing, Bible school people didn't last in it. I thought he didn't go to Bible school. And what he's doing, Bible school people didn't last in it because ministry is not by going to school. It is looking at, it's getting a secular job that comes by going to school. So when you go to school for church or go to seminary, you have to put that aside and follow and catch and receive so that the the, the knowledge will even become a bit more enhanced by the spirit that you carry. Is somebody listening to me? So all these Bible courses, Bible courses, it just puffs you up. It makes you so proud not to receive. Because I have a doctorate in divinity. I have a master's in demonology, but you can't cast out the devil. I'll call my friend from Babis, who's a master, <laughs> to come and help you in your church. <laughs> cast out devils for you. <laughs> oh, yeah. There are churches around. There are churches, older churches. There are big men, of big older pastors who are older, 50s, 60s. They can stand in a pulpit and they can do their best. They have degrees. They went to this theology, seminary. This, 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 this. Uh, Rodney Hart Brown said they went to cemetery. <laughs> seminary. So says it's cemetery. <laughs> they said they are dead like something. It's cemetery. <laughs> you should look at it. That, Jonas, that's the difference. It's not the Bible school puffs you up. But this man was my first assistant from 2000 and 2005. I have walked every corner of Georgetown with him here. We go here, we go here, Charlestown, Alboystown, here, Kitty, here, here, like that, moving. Uh, now he, he, that's why he's able to 
take a transfer from his teaching job in Georgetown. His wife teaches in Georgetown. They take transfer and they move to Babies where people are actually running to come to Georgetown. And they live there. They are doing church. This man, he doesn't even eat. I don't know when he eats. He prays faster. I have not had a Bible school student who has come back and behaves like that, uh, Danny. Have you seen anybody like that? Because when you get a pastoral thing, you think that is a, that, that's the key to ministry. No, 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 no. Anointing is the key to ministry. And I don't doubt it that something has actually moved into this man of God here. I don't doubt it at all. I don't doubt it at all. I don't doubt it at all. Otherwise, he would not have survived in babies all this long. Hey. They took knowledge of them that they had been with the anointed vessel of God. And that anointed vessel was gone. So as he's gone, what he was carrying has moved on to these guys. Terminated, transferred, anointing. Please don't pray for somebody to die so that you get anointed. That's what I'm talking about. (laughs) Oh, Bishop, say, oh God, I need to kill Bishop Collins. Let me get this anointing. <laughs> what he's teaching, I like it, but I, he has to die before. So please, when, when is he dying? <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. So you should understand that. So many people ask themselves, who did Archbishop Bensini Dahosa, who did his anointing transfer to? People are always looking around to see who caught it. Raising people from the dead. I mean, having his headquarters in one of the uh, voodoo most witchcraft infested states in, in, uh, in Nigeria, Benin City. Build a strong thousands of thousand member church there. He's the one who will cancel witches conference. He said he was so many head witches announcing on the radio they were going to have a witch. He said, I am here. You're going to have a witch conference. It will never come to pass. He went to the radio and told the people the witch conference will not come on. And it didn't come on. People are wondering, where did this anointing go? Because it's unfortunate that sometimes some people go into the grave with the anointing. Like Elisha. Elisha went into the grave with his anointing. He went to the grave because he cursed Gehazi. That is why when you have anointing, it's very important also to, to, be, to be fatherly. And anointing must help you to be fatherly because otherwise you carry, how can Elijah carry double portion of Elijah's anointing into the grave without a successor? Because that's how it is. It transfers. It transfers. It transfers. God was working with, uh, uh, who was the first? It was Abraham. God called Abraham. And he promised him, Abrahamic covenant. He said, I'll build you, I'll bless you. I'll make your descendants as, 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 as numerous as the skies. Then he moved on to his Abraham, he went to Isaac. The anointing, the covenant was transferred. The fact that Abraham died doesn't mean that the covenant is over. It moved on to his son. There was a transfer. Unfortunately, Esau didn't get it. Because he was licorice. He wanted food. Be careful of your stomach. But you see from generation, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. And then he begins to chisel out also after that. But anointing transfers, and the first one is a terminated 
anointing transferred. Number two, the living transferred anointing. The living transferred anointing. So I, 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 I always advise that those who are, you know, like my, my, my friends who are here, pastors from other churches, those that are working with them, you really have to have a, have a, a supernatural appetite for anointing. And what, has, what God is doing through them, that you will also be granted the grace to do the same things. You, you can't walk around a man of God and not become anything. It's not nice. It's, it's bad. It's wrong. It's like Judas. He got the privilege to be around a man of God and he committed suicide. Can you imagine you committing suicide in the ministry of a pastor that you admire and love and you are following? It should not be your, your story in the name of Jesus. But Judas got one of the most greatest privileges ever to become one, one of the foundation stones in the ministry. And he sold his master for 30 pieces of silver. Yeah. He became nothing. But he said he hanged himself and he fell headlong. He came down with his head down and his intestines came out. And where he died, nobody wanted the land for nothing. Not for even Mario to tell. Where he died, nobody wanted to buy the land. So they called, it, they called that place Aseldama, which means the land, a, a field of blood. He fell from the suicide the, 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 and then came, I don't know how high he was, but he came headlong. And his, 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 his intestines came out, gushed out. The Bible said, gushed out. That's what happens when you are privileged to be around a man of God who's anointed and then waste your opportunity. How can you work with Moses? Now this man purchased a field with the reward of iniquity and falling headlong. He best ascender in the mist and all his bowels gushed out. His small intestines, large intestines, his kidney, his liver, everything came out like that. Like a dog that has been uh, uh, overridden by a, a soundtrack on the highway. That land, people said, this land, no matter how prosperous you are, you can't invest on this land here. Because the thing, you see, and it's like, the thing that this guy has carried to even come to this point, that thing is lingering. If you make a mistake to come and connect yourself to the thing, you will not prosper. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, this thing, this is a taboo. And it is something that we do uh, back in Ghana. In Ghana, the tribe that I come from, if you commit suicide, you are buried the next day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, if you commit suicide, you are buried the next day. And they don't wear black. Commit suicide, next day you are gone. If you are going quick, then you have to be quicker. <laughs> we can't waste time. One week, two weeks, family should come from abroad. For what? The guy wanted to go anyway, so let me go. Let it go along. Let it go along your way. <laughs> Are you, are you taking note of that? And I know many people make that mistake of hanging around an anointed man of God and waste their lives and don't become anything. I remember there's a young man who um, used to 
when I was a, I was, used to be in uh, Georgetown, a young man who used to be there in the building. In fact, the two, two of them. One guy, you know, we took care of him. He passed CXC, went to university. And he was, doing, he was doing quite well in university. I don't know what happened to him. He stopped. Then one day, thieves came into our church building, went to the, into our office, took all our computers. We had some little offering that was somewhere. They took all of that, went into my little kitchenette, took out all my non-alcoholic wine. <laughs> yeah. And they went away with all that. This, my boy, was sleeping in the church when all of these things happened. He didn't wake up. He didn't see anything. When the police came, they were laughing at me. He said, and this, this boy was here when all the things happened? And they laughed. <laughs> me, I as a pastor, that's my son. He was sleeping. If he told me he was sleeping, I believe he was sleeping. Police look at me, they laugh. <laughs> and I know what they were trying to drive, but I, I couldn't, I couldn't understand, I couldn't take what they were saying. I, 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 my heart was more speaking than my mind. One day, when the yard church was over, I was trying to, we were leaving, so we were all gaffing as usual. Then I saw something on his neck. And I said, how was that? And I think, it's Guyana I came to learn that. The icky. I never knew it in my life. Because Afri- Africans behave differently. It's Guyana. No, they don't, they don't, they don't do that. <laughs> no, no, no. Africans don't do that at all. So I had to learn what icky is here. You see, you're laughing at me, right? Don't laugh at me. You know. <laughs> I'm an African. Uh, uh, what? Uh, 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 a generation from some time ago. Mary, do, do you know Iki in Ghana? No, no Bishop. Rafael? No, Bishop. You sure? But do you know Iki? Yes. I don't give Mary Iki. <laughs> no, it's, it's something that I, I, I had to, so I had to ask for the people to explain to me. What is Iki and how it comes? So the guy had something around his neck here. And I said, what's that? Then he said, mosquito bite. <laughs> 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 no, I, 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 I was actually walking away with that. Then the guy, he said, No! <laughs> Most people, mosquito, they ain't got them big mouth like that. <laughs> they say, it's icky. I say, what's icky? <laughs> then they explained icky to me. I said, oh. Then later I discovered that he was following a big woman. Yeah. He was sleeping in the church. He's my boy cleaning the church, everything, and he came with a mosquito bite on his neck. And we learned that it was a big woman who was putting honey in his mouth and who was, whoever he was servicing and she was giving him icky. Yeah, he was a mechanic servicing <laughs> servicing some trucks. 
They have heavy duty machines. <laughs> yeah. Like joke by joke. He's nowhere now. Once in a while, you see him come quietly and come and sit at the back here. After so many years. I always tell them, Samuel became great by sleeping in a church. So don't take sleeping in a church as something useless. If your mind is going to be biblical, you'll be surprised how something that is not really whatever noble, God will use that to do something good in your life. Something, someone was one of the greatest prophets ever in Israel. He started sleeping in the church. So when he started doing those things, he didn't finish university. He stopped. Then some, no, he's, he's around. He's, he's a, he unlocked phones, phones that people take from America and bring it here, unlock them. That's what he's taking the grace, the opportunity to become a man of God by sleeping in the church. He's using that to unlock phones. Then there's another one. Who also was dead? Now he's a weed smoker. Now I'm saying this to say that just like this scripture, when you are around a man of God, you should be careful. I have had that. I had a guy who was also with me. I moved with him. Not knowing that. He was, he, was, he was sexing girls behind my back. One day, he normally would be with me in the office. So he, Sunday morning, we went to church. He came with his, his sour face. And I said, ah, what's wrong? <clears throat> he was quiet. So I pressed him. He began to shed tears. He told me, he actually came late the Sunday morning. And he would not normally come late. He said, he said, Reverend, I woke up this morning in a girl's bed. Sunday morning. My armor bearer. (laughs) He woke up the Sunday morning in a young lady's bed. He looked at the time. He said, what? The angel who Jacob was fighting and said, let me go. The day is breaking. Please let me go. <laughs> he said, this one is a demon. He said, hey, this demon didn't let him go. Morning light. And he said, this is the time I will actually be leaving the house to go to the office. I had to take his shame, go home, bath, put on his clothes, and come to church. Because of him, I drove the girl out of our church. Because the girl started coming. Then he told me that when they were in school, the girl used to like him bad. <laughs> Sweet pie. And the girl has come to find him in the church. Oh. Ended up in, his, in, his, in her bed. So I called the girl to my office and I said, I don't want you in this church anymore. You can go to Salvation Army. You can go to the Catholic Church. <laughs> you can go to St. Pius. He said, don't come back here. I was trying to protect my boy. I believe that has an, that's the grace of God. He's around me. I believe that something good can happen to him. But this girl who he has woken up in, in, in her bed is, is some Jezebel, some Delilah who is trying to come and catch my little boy's anointing. So I have something that we don't do. I called the girl and I said, don't come back here. Hey, I got into trouble with that. Too. The girl went home and to the people in West Lapenitans in the area. Oh, 
how two people do something and one person is only driven away from the church what kind of hypocrisy is that what kind of pastor is that it's not it's not two people do the thing you know people this hey i was a setup yeah they're they trying to just get a guy out so i saw it and i drove the girl rather out can you believe up to today my boy has not stopped sexing people around the world <laughs> shalom <laughs> Now, because of divine protocol, I can't go into details what the guy has done. But I can tell you, one day, where's G? G, is it you? We came to Samaria. Samaria wasn't that developed yet. We came here, and I think that, 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 that my boy was here then. When we got to the entrance, then a heavy voice. <laughs> When we went to the room, my boy was sleeping, covered from head to toe. And you know, in movies, crime scenes where a gang kills somebody and they put marks there. On the wall in the room, there were notes, a printer, A4 papers, print, pasted all over the room. With, we will kill him. He's for us. You can't do anything about it. All around the room, with G and I, we entered there like a crime scene. Up to today, my boy, as as the thing working for him. The last time we heard of him, he going to be with a big woman with three or four children. The woman almost killed him. <laughs> hey, he used to make appointments on Facebook every day with a girl. Some of them, fanta- some of them will come from Batica, some babies. Every single day. And one of the things he used to do is that when he finishes with them, he takes a selfie with them. So the day he allowed me onto his phone, I saw pictures of him and girl. Him, I mean, pictures of him and uh, pictures. In fact, it was, it was on his phone that I first saw ever a woman's video of a woman's private part, a first ever video in my life was on his phone. A video. Of a woman who was inviting him and was showing him what, what he should come and eat. Ciao, man. <laughs> uh, I asked him if he went, he said, Yes, Reverend, I went. Yeah. <laughs> Need lecker, man. Need lecker. <laughs> When you're around a man of God, anointing can transfer. But you can also go way deep, deep down like this guy. It's either good or bad. Light or darkness. And I've had people like that. <laughs> I one boy also. He was around here. You see, the things go on uh, don't, we don't drive people. You, see, well, you have to give people chance after chance after chance. So we try that. This guy was here uh, doing foolish things. One day, he said he liked the sister. I said, why not? Spoke to the sister. The sister said, why not? I can try. Then boom! He sends a video of him pumping to the girl. The girl almost collapsed. And then she forwarded it to me. 
I said, what's that? When I opened it, I said, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. The guy was here also around with us doing ministry, going back and forth. Oh. Now you should go and see him. He's out of the church. He's not a pastor anymore. He's a tag or he's a talk on the road. Because people think that you can come around anointing, you can be in the church, be high, be holding microphone, standing on stage, all of that, and then place foolishness. Judas was like that. He'll be with Jesus, and then whenever there's a chance, he'll sneak out. There's a, there's a, I don't know whether it's still there. There's a series on Netflix, Maria Magdalena. I recommend it to you. I watched it about two years ago. Is it still there? I should watch it again. Maria Magdalena is a Spanish type of Mary Magdalene around Jesus. The emphasis is on Mary Magdalene. It's, 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 it's beautiful how they portrayed Mary Magdalene. But in there, in there, is it this one? Is this one? Mary Magdalene. It's on Netflix. In, in, in trying to portray the story of Mary Magdalene, you see Judas. You see that when they meet, you see Judas won't be there. Then as they are there, they are talking to him. He, he walks in quietly. He comes to sit down. Ah. It must have been his habit. That was why even during a great moment like the Lord's Supper, where Jesus was anticipating his death and he was very, very heavy in heart and was releasing revelations to his disciples that Judas would say, Rabbi, I got MMG to pick up. Rabbi, I'm going to West Union. Rabbi, I got me this by a stab book under the cock. Jesus said, what I'll do is do it quickly. The disciples felt, since he said he was going to MMG office, it was some offering that was sent by one of the members from abroad. That Jesus had sent him to go and withdraw from MMG. <laughs> and now my routine, now my transaction. The guy used to, the, the fellowship, the company, he was there, but he wasn't there. So he, he had a place he would go also, as he would also be around Jesus. Can you believe it? That God comes down as a man. And he calls 12 people, unlearned and ignorant men. Then you blow such a chance. You waste such an opportunity. And that's why his end was just the way you see it. I'm talking about anointing transfer, but I'm emphasizing on what can also transfer if you don't take care and pay attention to the other side of the coin. I'm not sure whether... Yeah. Jonas, what do you think? <laughs> My boy here is, is, is a pastor in Letham. He came from Letham. He drove his uh, uh, four-wheel drive from Letham. Yeah, he's a big boy now. He drives from Letham. Yeah, man. You, you get big. He got wife and all of that. He brought his father-in-law also, Brother Joseph, right there. From, he's from Rewa Village. You know Rewa Village? Yeah, that's a... It's, um, Mr. Joseph, isn't it? Pastor, but is he there? Assistant pastor in Rewa Village. That's how many hours from Letem? It's approximately six hours. Six hours from Letem. So when you get to Letem, it's not, you have to come and you have to go. So we went to do engagement for his, his daughter. His daughter is sitting next to him. 
That's my pastor's uh, wife, Gail. He's from Rua Village. We are colonizing the people in Letem. <laughs> Colonization. <laughs> yeah, what did you engage me? We're on the river for three hours with Cayman and things in the river. <laughs> I tell you, God bless you. So he, he as he as he's in Letem, then um, he got a job with GRA. And border customs is one of the richest jobs. You get everything free. <laughs> he, he knows all the vehicles. He knows everybody, every businessman. And it can also spoil you. So one day I realized that he was getting spoiled. Because everybody knows Talman. Yeah, the custom by Talman. I won't go too much into details, but... Yeah, one day he paid tithe, and then normally we do tithe analysis. So I saw the amount. I said, "Hey, <laughs> this is this is this, this, so, somebody something is not right here." So I mean, this tithe is. I mean, I like the tithe, but it's something about the tithe. <laughs> something about the tithe. <laughs> when I went to it, 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 it was it was. It was like the opportunities, the experience, the openings. It was, it was too much for him. It was actually trying to kill ministry. So he decided to resign. And he resigned. It's not that he has resigned. That he's able to even drive his own car to Georgetown. When he was working with the people, I asked him to come for a meeting. He was telling me that he can't make it. That's how far he went. You remember? And I told him, I said... It was a Friday. I said, I give you up to Tuesday. If you don't find your damn ass here in Georgetown, let the mission is closed forever. Monday night he was here. I said, okay, you must come here. It was after the meeting, he realized that he can't. How can he get to the point where the, the man who has sent him to seminary has given him a chance to do ministry, found a wife and all of that. He can tell me that he can't come and meet me. Some, 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 somebody got to be crazy. <laughs> I went to him from here. That's the first time. I, was that the one I drove? I drove my car to let him for the first time. It was nice. Yeah, first time. Then we parked the car. Then he took us to a river bank. We waited for about an hour. Waiting for a boat to come from Riwa. Then we jump on the boat. I went with several people. We're in the boat on the river. On the river. I said, ah, are we not reaching? They say, just now. On the river. <laughs> hey. Went there. This nice girl. What means this nice girl? The whole village came for the engagement in the church. Oh, yeah. The whole village came in there. Went to do nice things. I'll give you a nice girl. Now, I'm calling you for a meeting. You say you can't make it. I said, bye. That little batty you got there, you got, you got, you got to bring it here by Tuesday night. I, I, otherwise, you, I done with, I done with you. And I think he got it. And he came. After that interaction, even when he came, I told him, I, I'm not sure when I will let you go back. 
He said, Daddy, it's okay. So of course, it has to be okay. So he hung around and said, okay, now you can go. When he went, he went to resign. When he came for that trip, I took him around. Hey! People don't normally sit in my car and answer their phones. But this guy was, he was, he was scratching. Scratch. I mean, the phone is ringing. He's watching the phone. He watched me and he's watching the phone. <laughs> Then when I get a little distracted, then you take the phone and you do, 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 do. I realize that my boy, mm, 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 mm. even President Ali, I don't know whether I... <laughs> he's like that. I said, no, Jonas, you, you have to rethink your purpose in, in letter. But he went and he resigned. It was a big thing. GRA found somebody who used to work there in our church, called a person to tell the bishop to please let Jonas come back to GRA. I said, why do you want to kill my boy? Why, why, what is that I want to kill this boy with? I said, tell them, they, if, if they give us tax free, we'll talk to him. <laughs> the first time he didn't go. And, and you're okay, isn't it? As he has left there, I don't even know what work he does and how much money he gets. But he has managed to drive his car with his wife, his father-in-law, a church member, driven his car from Letem. It's not beautiful. Because you can be around an anointing and go mad and go crazy. So when I saw that thing happen, I said, no, 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 no. I'm not moved by the money. I'm moved by the boy, his life. It's his future. If at this time he's paying tithe of this amount, I'm afraid. That's not why I sent him to let him. It's not about the money. If he, if he passes, I'll put it in my pocket. But it's not about that. <laughs> it's about his future. What is, what, what, he went to let him to be, to be a savior of men. Not to be a fat, tight bear. And if we like money, if I was greedy of his, look at, I said, man, don't, let, don't give the tithe to the treasurer, man. You just put it in the account quiet, man. Don't let people know that I'm submitting. Don't do that. <laughs> Must tell me when you went into the accounts, okay? Let me know where I I could be there quiet and I'll be encouraging him. I went to, that trip when I went to their house, that's the first time I saw a wine from Brazil called Pergola. Hennessy. He had Hennessy Pergola in his room. Even though he's not drinking, it was there. I said, what's this? Is it decoration? You should ask them. I entered your house, Hennessy, because when the people pass, I said, man, Taman, hold this. Taman, hold this. Taman can't say nothing. He's also held. <laughs> and he takes it home. There are pastors. They don't drink alcohol. I don't know why he takes it and what it is doing in his room. I said, all these demons must go by the time I come back here. <laughs> I don't know where it went, but they all disappeared. Even the people I went with was Danny and Hawk. Where's Hawk? Hawk is behind the camera, Danny. They gave them lunch and they put pergola on the table for them. They said, they want to get rid of the thing. Danny said, what was that? <laughs> Hallelujah. All the message is clear. Thank you, Jonas. God bless you. Call for Jonas. My boy. Yeah. Good. 
went to Bible school three years, came back faithful. You know, we call him the, the crying evangelist. He can preach and cry. Have you seen some before? It's anointing, I tell you. <laughs> and we want to see him do well in ministry. Not, not, not be entangled by Guyana Revenue Authority. That's not why. GRA Georgetown is even probably something. Not, not let them. I mean, you can ask him. He will tell you all kinds of things that go on there. So I ask him, so, so when you go, go to work, do you feel like you're a pastor? He said, no. Nah. I said, no, it's a bad place then. Because the place is infested that you can't be there like a, 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 what, a, 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 a Joseph or Daniel make a change. If you can't beat them, you join them. And that's what's happening. Because he's a little boy. You're going to meet certain practices. Are you going to change it? Oh, shaka tabaraba kabrasa tabaraba. Boss man, this is wrong. They'll move you out just now. <laughs> yeah. Are you with me? So that's the living trans. No, we are looking at the living transfer anointing. We, we look at the terminated transfer anointing, isn't it? We went into Judas and all of that. It's very, very important to learn from Judas. The Bible says we should learn from Lot's wife. Judas also. Karen, the sun was good for you, you know. You're taking shade under the tree. Yeah. <laughs> living transfer anointing. This anointing transfers whilst. The person who is carrying the anointing is alive. The example is Samuel and David. King, oh, King Saul and King David. Saul was alive. He was the king of the day. But the Spirit of the Lord had left him and Samuel had gone to anoint David in his stead. In fact, this thing taught me, this, this type of anointing taught me a lot. And there was a season where the Lord was also teaching me about some, giving me some revelations. And it was in relation to marriage. Okay, that, for example, nobody knows your second wife but she's walking around. Place is quiet. <laughs> Consider a man who loses his wife, wife dies, and remarries. A year or two before, the person he, he remarried was just walking around. Nobody knew that she was going to be a second, a second wife. I don't know if you understand. So there are people walking around here who are supposed to step into certain roles when the time comes. Including wives. If you die, you see that somebody else will come and sit on the chair. You try and die right now. <laughs> you look from heaven, you smile. Say, hey! They couldn't even let me go for two weeks. <laughs> no, it's, it's a spiritual principle. It's, it's right there. Because King Saul was alive and another king was installed. It's it's off. I mean, normally it's off. How can we have a second president when President Ali is the president? It's it's, it's not something that constitutionally we even do. But supernaturally, spiritually, Saul was king and David was king in his stead. To the extent that God even brought him to the palace to serve, to play music 
to learn how to live in a palace before when his time comes, he will know how to do it. In the same way, Herod was very furious when he heard that a king is born. He said, what king? My foot. Every king must die. I'm the only king. He slaughtered three years. Babies three years and, and below. Kill every child. And that's one thing that happens with the living transfer anointing. It, it creates jealousy and envy. Because when you see that this person, it's almost as if this person is, 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 is my competitor or mikra or my rival. It's like, this person must die. Saul was trying to kill David. Why? Because he realized the anointing of God upon his life. And it was true. Someone had gone into his father's house. He tried to look through his sons. First son, Eliab, was the one who was qualified, big, tall, and everything. And the Lord said, no, I look at the heart. I don't look at outward. Then David was at the back dam. They had to call for David for about days. When you think about that story clearly, you, you, you understand it was days. Because when the shepherds take the sheep, they don't just take them to the back. They take them far. And he can stay there. Because if he, David used to kill lions and bears, they were not behind the building here. <laughs> it can't be behind the building. It must, it must be a, in a dense forest. And so for Samuel and Jesse to send for David, and David to even find somebody to take care of the, of the sheep, it must have taken more than 24 hours. How many understand that? Yeah. Then he came. Someone asked, told the Lord that if Saul hears about this, he will kill me. Because it's uncalled for that there's a living king and there's an anointed king to take his place. And that's what I'm saying that there could be somebody, your husband, maybe your husband, the person who your second husband is around. Whilst your, your first husband is around. So enjoy your time. <laughs> Yeah, instead of fighting and abusing and all of that. Because who, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? An example is one of our uh, founding bishops, Bishop E.A.T. Saki. His wife, Cynthia, died very early. Died about what? 10, 12 years ago? About 10 years ago, she died. You're in London. So it's more than 10 years. About 14 years ago, Bishop Saki, the assistant to our prophet, died. The wife died. I mean... We were not prepared for it at all. And lo and behold, he married another woman in our London church. Now, do you think that when that girl was born, if she was ever told that, you see the man there? That's going to be your husband. You say, oh, what's that? The man is a bishop. He's married as a wife. What are you talking about? Ah. A time is going to come, there'll be a separation, and you'll be the next one. <laughs> That's why you should enjoy your time. Don't fight. Oh. Don't waste the time. <laughs> you only have two years more. <laughs> Please don't, don't fight. <laughs> don't fight. Because no, no, nobody knows what can happen. Stacey, do, do, you know when, do you know when you're going to part? We all think that till death do us part. Indeed till death. Because it's either today or tomorrow. But whenever we say till death do us part, we imagine we are all going to grow old. We are 84, 85 and then you then Chesa, you don't have to then you're still kissing or it won't be like that. It cannot always be like that. 
your tongue is going through people's teeth and all of that. It's, it can't always be like that. God forbid, before you realize, either he's going early or something. And then maybe you'll be at an age where you see, you know what, you need company. Don't be able to have some people be able to man, I can't marry nobody again. His son was my heart. His son was my this. Uh, yeah, we'll find a husband for you. God forbid. <laughs> There's a lady around 70 years in the church. She always messaged me and said, Bishop, please, remember me in prayers. I need a husband. <laughs> 70 year old woman, I tell you. <laughs> I said, eh. He said, man, he said, Bishop, don't, don't think nothing. It's not... It's company. I need a friend. I need company. I said, I understand, but of course you enjoy that one too. No? I said, no. <laughs> She's looking for a 70-year-old old man to be with. It's not easy. Amen. So there's a living transferred anointing. Hmm. Number three. Anointing sharing. Yeah. So I hope you know that you are with your husband until you are all 90 years old and you die. And just in case you go before, <laughs> yeah, if you go before, you'll be surprised you see from heaven Joshua has another one. He said, I knew it! I knew it! <laughs> God is saying, you are not there. Remain quiet over here. <laughs> God forbid. <laughs> eh? No, a pastor. It, it's important you, you understand these things. Though. We always have a notion that is, 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 is in a dream world. Reality is not like how we think. A pastor in Germany, my last uh, trip, I drove uh, um, my, my father to from the Netherlands, we drove to Germany, to Cologne. The pastor was, it, was, was something Thomas. Went to his church to preach. Um, his church had um, reduced from 1,000 to about 200. And he discovered loyalty in his loyalty. And he wanted Bishop Dykewood Mills in his church urgently. So he went, and then I was with him. Um, and the story is very interesting, just like what I'm talking about. His wife was diagnosed with cancer. And on her deathbed, the wife told the man of God that, you see the lady who records, the one behind the camera, marry her when I'm gone. Yeah, it's better you choose than for him to go and choose somebody you don't like. <laughs> I'm telling you real things, so I don't know if you find it funny, but the wife on her deathbed told the, the man of God, the pastor, that you marry the lady who does the video recording. That's the lady you should marry when I die. Yes, that's what, I've cho- that's what I have chosen for you. Yeah, that's, that's, that's my will. The last testament of your wife. So the man of God, true to his wife and all of that, when the woman died after the funeral everything, started dating court and then married that video girl. 800 members left the church. They don't agree to what he's doing. He must have liked it. She all along. You see how people think? So the man was broken. 
he needed a message to, you know, bring some sanctity in his church. And then Prophet and I went there and a few folks. You should have been there. The girl was younger. The man was older. And the girl, the girl is very active. So, while seated, he was holding the man of God's hand all the time. When they say, oh, lift up your hands, they say, they lift up their two hands together. Like this. <laughs> At some moment, you see her head on the man's shoulder. Oh, yeah. Oh, the lady was in love. I mean, you could see that this thing, if you have people who don't agree, they'll leave one by one. The girl was, comf- I mean, she was very excited about the chair that she has come to sit on. And he will not let the man of God go at all. Holding hands, standing, praying, lifting up hands. To then you see her head on the man's shoulder like that. Yeah. Yeah. She's a first lady. I'm sure there was a woman sitting there and said, watch, 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 watch. What she read there for? <laughs> what she read there for? <laughs> who, who, who does she think she is? I ain't coming back to this church no more. <laughs> 800 people left the church. Because whilst they could not understand that, that nobody can be positioned on a place that people say, wow. Girl, I can't deal with this. I can't. <laughs> yeah, it's too heavy for you. But think about David. Think about Herod and Jesus. And even um, it was um, Elisha went to anoint Jehu. There were kings there, and then he went to anoint a king whilst the king was there. So it's a who, it's a who, something. You probably wouldn't like it, but that's 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 the reality. Amen. Okay, anointing sharing, Numbers 11, 16, 17. We looked at that, so I'll skip it. Anointing sharing. So the anointing that is upon somebody transfers. So we think like, we believe that in, 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 in the lighthouse or in the Good Shepherd Church or in the, uh, the church that we are part of, we share anointing. We believe that the anointing on Bishop Dagwood Mills is what we are also enjoying and using around in all the countries where God has blessed us with. We believe that we believe that that's the anointing share we are doing because like anointing upon upon Moses has been taken and has been placed upon all the different pastors all over the world and we are ministering under that anointing. So there's also anointing sharing. Number three, number four, modified anointing transfer. Modified anointing transfer. Modified anointing transfer. In Deuteronomy chapter 34 and verse 9, modified anointing transfer. Deuteronomy chapter 34 and verse 9. Modified anointing transfer.
And Joshua, the son of Nun, was full of the spirit of wisdom. Why? For Moses had laid his hands upon him. And the children of Israel hearkened unto him and did as the Lord commanded Moses. There's also anointing transfer by the Lord of us. It's one of the, the things. Yeah. So you see that Joshua was anointed. Right? But look at what Joshua did as compared to what Moses did. The anointing from Moses that came upon Joshua was modified. Because Moses, even though took them across the Red Sea, Joshua also took them across the River Jordan. Moses didn't really fight for lands. He didn't distribute the lands of Canaan in Canaan. It is Joshua who did that. Joshua is the one who fought Jericho. Fought, is it I? It was Joshua's time. The battles were engaged. The Joshua was the one who engaged in battles more than Moses. And he was the one who distributed the lands to the tribes of Israel. So you see that the anointing came upon Joshua, but it made him do things a little different or in the same line, just a little off than what Moses did. So that is the modified anointing transfer. It transfers and is modified to do certain things. Are you, are you there? Good. Number five. Diminishing anointing transfer. Diminishing anointing transfer. <laughs> yeah. This one is not nice at all. <laughs> no, it's not your portion in Jesus' name. When it comes, it should be enhanced or it should be modified. Uh-huh. It shouldn't diminish. In this type of anointing transfer, just like the, dimi- diminish, the word diminish uh, 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 connotes, as the anointing is transferred, it, it becomes less. Its effect, its impact reduces. Can David? You know, David was anointed three times. You remember that? Yeah. David was anointed three times. The first one was when he was a boy in his father's house. Second one, he was anointed as king of Judah. And third, he was anointed as a king of Israel. The whole kingdom together. Three times. Yeah. The disciples also, the Bible says, Jesus breathed on them, <laughs> receive ye the spirit. And then on the day of Pentecost, the spirit also came upon them. So it's a series of anointings that really takes you to. You don't get anointed one time and then that's it. It can be a series of anointings that takes you further. My father in the ministry, for example, um, has several anointings. <laughs> he, has a, he has a crusade anointing from right hand, Bonke. He has the healing anointing crusade from Benihin. He will tell you he has every message Benihin has ever preached in his life. That's somebody who's looking for something. Show in. Yeah. He has every message Benihin has ever preached in his life. Is that, is that what you have? Do you have all the messages that your pastor has ever preached in his life? 
you, do, you can't even keep up. You don't even have time for it. That's why there's no aisle. Here's a Kenneth Hagan anointing. Teaching anointing. Bible school anointing. He has several of them. Several of them. Several of them. He's a casual prophet. Yeah. Several spirits have passed on to him. So he, he, he's walking in different anointings. It makes his, his fruits different. You, 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 you can't... You can't. You can't, you can't follow him. It's, it's something else. One day we had a meeting and one of our bishops was saying that he had a vision and he saw our father in the ministry. He was like a, a jet. And then those of us who were following were like uh, vehicles. Yeah. yeah. That, that the pace at which he, he metamorphosizes and, and surges forward, we are following him like vehicles following an aeroplane. And you can see it because all of us have wanted to have our ministries at least like half of what he has. But Charlie, it's not by might, not by power. <laughs> you just stand and you say, you know what? He is something else. Diminishing anointing transfer. Example of King David. You see, David had the strength to fight. David fought. The guy who, whose bright price was a hundred foreskins of the Philistines. He takes 100 men of the Philistines and tells them to take off their, 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 their pants and he brings out their and then cuts the flesh off the sexual organ. 100 men. How, how, how does he tell 100 men, please, please for your Please, please, how does he do it? It's just like Elijah when he killed the 400 prophets of, of Baal. How does a man of God take a knife and kill 400 people? Even the energy to do it is fantastic. Yet, in our generation and all of that, you can't do something that people don't expect. Everybody is, is, is actually kept in a box. If you do something a little off, they say, ah, who is that? He's not this, he's not that. But if you look into the Bible, a man of God takes a knife and kills 400 lives. And nobody arrests him for murder. It's a man of God. God loves him. He actually was somebody who didn't die. Never had a wife. All his energy was in his his son. That's why he used to kill the 400 people. Strange circumstances, different things. So David fought battles. Goliath, when he was young, Philistines, this, that, 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 that. God said, I will not allow you to build a temple. You are a bloody man. But his anointing also made him keep himself. He didn't have so many wives. Then he came to his son Solomon. Whose anointing was little, so he had 700 wives and 1,300 girlfriends. He couldn't keep his body, the anointing was less. So he, 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 was, he, was, he was lasting after women all the time. And he didn't fight. All he did was, there was he was able to build a temple because there was peace in his time. His father had killed all the people that he, who needed to be killed. All the orangus were there. It was Joab that he came to uh, take away. So you see that. 
as the anointing came down to his son Solomon, the things that David did, Solomon wasn't doing that. Then he came to Solomon's son Rehoboam. First Kings chapter 11, verse 35. Diminishing anointing transfer. This are you there? First Kings chapter 11 and verse 35. But I will take the kingdom out of his son's hand and will give it unto thee, even ten tribes. And that, that son is Rehoboam. Next verse, what does he say? And unto his son will I give one tribe that David my servant may have a light always before me in Jerusalem, the city which I have chosen me to put my name there. When it came to Rehoboam's time, the kingdom was divided. May no kingdom be divided under your watch in the name of Jesus. Your anointing should be said that you rather will bring people together. You rather build bigger churches. Not that when you are, you are, it's your time, then a church splits. Amen. Let's say Pastor Sam at the point says, you know what, I have somebody that I want to hand over the, the church in Trafalgar to. So he focuses on my, 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 my car. Then under your watch, the 1,000 people becomes 200. Anointing has diminished. The anointing that guarded what you came to meet. <laughs> I don't know whether you didn't catch it well or what. Or it is a, a mesh you used to catch it. So as you caught it, anointing is, 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 is leaking out. You should rather take over and take things to another level. That is your story. I prophesy over your life. In the name of Jesus. Hmm. Number six. Enhanced anointing transfer. Enhanced anointing transfer. Wow. And by even the word enhanced, you understand that the anointing is transferred, but it's, it increases. That's um, an example of Elijah and Elijah. In 2 Kings chapter 2 and verse 10, the Bible says that, and he said, Thou hast asked for a hard thing. For the anointing to have an enhanced anointing transfer, it is a hard thing. Because you have not even tested the, 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 the single to be faithful in it. Now you want double portion. At least first go for single. And then when you master it, it's okay, please add some more. <laughs> no, he wants double first time. So Elijah said, brother, this is a very, very hard thing. But clearly it happened. When Elijah was being taken up, then the Bible says that his mantle fell and Elijah received a double portion of the anointing he desired from Elijah. Enhanced anointing transfer. May the anointing you catch enhance upon your life. May the anointing you catch enhance upon your life in the name of Jesus. Number seven, former anointing reintroduced. Hmm. 
former anointing reintroduced. Here, an anointing, an ancient anointing, I think it was Pastor Sam who um, spoke to me about that. Pastor Sam said, I, I, he feels and he believes that I carry an ancient anointing. I said, I receive it. <laughs> Old school anointing, I receive it. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that, and, and I, I, I agree with him because I think that in a place like our country, Guyana, you need to go back into the days where people were more disciplined and had things under control. There was order. And, and that, that anointing is what probably he's talking about. Because the, the God, when Jesus came and the temple was not in order, he took away and he brought things back to normal. And you see that there's a lot of, a lot of chaos around. Is it Pastor Daniel here? was trying to get uh, somebody who has become a pastor that I'm very surprised about. A young man who, uh, whose marriage I actually blessed. They were part of our church many years ago. Blessed their marriage and at a point they left. And Pastor Nella discovered them somewhere on the highway the other day and was inviting them to the conference. And the guy was very excited. The guy is excited. He's excited. He's excited. And you know, he said, he's coming. They are coming. And I said, hey, the guy is a pastor. He said, yeah. And the guy was even telling Pastor Nella that he believes that it was in the days when they were in Lighthouse that that calling was stirred up. It is now that he has managed to obey it. Then I told him something. After they got married in our church, I felt like the wife wanted to keep the person away. Your former HOD. <laughs> That's why we talk about a woman in a certain way. So, because the guy was, was a black guy, big, tall, nice, good looking. And the lady's an Amerindian. And of course, I won't say what, what it comes with. You know it. So, I know that she was scared. Whatever, whatever. So, I mean, they left the church disconnected totally. Now, they were talking about coming to the conference bus and all of that. But about two days ago, uh, Pastor Nella forwarded a message to me. And he said, he said Bishop, Look at the wife. The woman has canceled the coming to the conference. Yeah. <laughs> it's like what I know of her many years ago, it is that same thing. I mean, the man is excited. They are bringing people for the conference from the highway. This, this, this. And I just said, a day or two ago, the wife messages the person. Oh, next time. If you're in a ministry like that, you suffer. Where your wife speaks for you. A man of God, your wife is the one who speaks for you. You you are the one that God called and your wife speaks for you. Your wife is Aaron now. A man of God told me like that. He said when people come to the church and he asks, he just sends them to his wife. You let people hate your wife for nothing. Your wife should be a very sweet, nice uh, mother around the church. Don't give her problems and issues to fix. People, people will not like her. The pastor's wife should be liked and adored. Oh? Yeah, she's a mother of the church. The mothers are more affected. The wife rather has canceled that participation. <laughs> it's not fantastic. Yeah. Former anointing reintroduced. So you need to, it's that like the anointing has come to 
sort some of these things out. How can, how can, your, whatever, how, how can your wife do that? Unless God called the two of you together. The first time I had an experience, Pastor Sam, I was shocked. A husband, a couple came to our church. They were in the church for a while. The first time they paid tithe, they came with one envelope and they stood at the altar and hold one holds the envelope this side, other hold the envelope that side. They're paying tithe. I said, there's some ignorant people who have come to the church today. <laughs> right after that, I called him. I said, no, you don't do that. How can you pay tithe together? You hold the envelope together. I said, who should I pray for? One envelope I pray for two people? That can be. They left the church at that point. <laughs> because this ancient anointing that is reintroduced to set and put things to, together, people don't like it in this our generation. They don't like things to be in order. They don't like things to be in place. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And I know some pastor's wife don't like me, but it's okay. <laughs> Those who like me, they are different. Yeah. A woman is a woman. A man is a man. Yeah, and we'll never change it. It's in the Bible. Yeah. In fact, the apostle Paul says it wasn't the man who was deceived, it was a woman who was deceived. So it means that women are more prone to deception than the men. Yeah. Me and my husband are doing ministry together. Oh, really? Really? Okay. Deception and undeception are doing ministry together. <laughs> The place is quiet too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. When I go into that, people don't like it. Yeah. There's always a head. Yeah, there must be a head. But that's old school. Because nowadays, people don't like that. I went to a program one day. And they introduced the pastor and his wife to come and say hello. I was shocked. I was the main, main speaker. The husband and wife came, pastor and his wife. Of course, the pastor gave the microphone to his wife to say something before him. When the wife finished, the man couldn't say anything. So he said, my wife has said it all. God bless you. So why do you give the mic to your wife even though she will say it all? <laughs> you know your wife, when you go to the stage, don't let she hold the mic. <laughs> and when the wife has preached you know glory to God we are glad to be here you know God is doing some wonderful things here and I believe that tonight is going to be your night and one preacher when he finishes my wife has said it all God bless you <laughs> hey you should know your wife before you give her a microphone in public yeah otherwise you should pinch her and say get rest yourself get rest yourself <laughs> Old school. So I, I believe what Pastor Sam told me. I believe it. It's, it's, and I think it's, it's probably an anointing that is from old, old time. Give me the old time religion. Give me the old time religion. It's good enough for me. Matthew chapter 11 and verse 14. <laughs> Jesus said, and if you will receive it, because it looks like a zombie story. If you receive it, this is Elias, which was for to come. He was talking about John the Baptist. 
Because the Bible, there's a prophecy in the Old Testament that says that in the last days, Elijah the prophet will come. And Jesus made it clear that that prophecy has been fulfilled in the life of John the Baptist. So, the anointing that was in the Old Testament days was brought into the end of the Old Testament era in the Gospels. How, how do you know that John the Baptist was the one who carried the, the spirit of Elijah? You can look at the things that they have in common. Number one, John the Baptist was not liked by the king's wife, Herodias, because John the Baptist he was preaching one day doing a, doing a crusade. And he said, man, it's your brother wife. You, you sexing. You can't do that. And the woman was embarrassed. Since that day, she set her eyes on John the Baptist to kill her, to kill him. So one day, the Herod had a party and his daughter came to dance and he said, ask for anything, I'll give it to you. And the daughter went to ask her mother, mommy, I don't know what to ask daddy. Tell daddy, what should I say? Mommy said, girl, you need for stupidness. <laughs> ask for John the Baptist's head. What are you going to do with John the Baptist's head? <laughs> it's not meat. It's not food. The girl went to tell her, her father. And then he had made a vow, so he gave her John the Baptist's head. Jezebel also didn't like Elijah. Jezebel said, I want, to, uh, I want to chase this crazy bald head out of town. Elijah ran away from Jezebel, I tell you. I tell you. The woman was after the man of God. Because they didn't like the way he was talking to her husband. That's one similarity. Number two. The two of them they used to live in the wilderness. Elijah was in the wilderness his life. John the Baptist was eating uh, locust and honey in the wilderness. The type of dressing they were dressing was the same. Camel skin. The two of them had that. Their ministries were terminated by women. They confronted kings. It's all part. It was, it was so similar. When you walk in somebody's anointing, you do the things that a person normally does. That is an anointing, a former anointing reintroduced. Now, the Bible, of, the book of Revelation speaks about the last days. There will be some two witnesses. In, uh, Revelation chapter 11 verse 3. If you've heard about the two witnesses who prophesy openly for days. Revelation chapter 11 verse 3. Former anointing reintroduced. And I'll give power unto my two witnesses, and they shall prophesy a thousand two hundred and threescore days, clothed in sackcloth. These are the two olive trees and the two candlesticks, standing before the God of the earth. And if any man will head them, fire proceedeth out of their mouth and devoureth their enemies. And if any man will head them, he must in this manner be killed. These have power to shut heaven that it rain not in the days of their prophecy and have power over waters to turn them to blood and to smite the earth with all plagues as often as they will. 
Is it not familiar? You see the anointing of Elijah and Moses. Whose death? Elijah, we know, didn't die. Moses kind of died, but we couldn't find his body. Because maybe God needed his body so that he can come back. So even when you see it, it says that one of the two witnesses, one will close the heart, will shut the heavens that there will not be rain. In Elijah's days, it didn't rain for three years. He shut the heavens. So that, that sounds like the anointing upon Elijah that is going to come again in the form of the two witnesses, one of them. Then he says that one has power over waters to turn them to blood and to smite the earth with all plagues. That was also Moses. Moses was the one who organized all the plagues, locusts, frogs, boils, firstborn dying, all came through the anointing that was upon Moses' life. So you see that then in the last days, this former anointing will be reintroduced in the form of the two witnesses. Number eight. A new and original anointing. A new and original anointing. A new and original anointing. This is not common. In fact, Solomon says, is there anything new under the sun? <laughs> so the probability of this new anointing, original anointing, being introduced into the world, it, 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 it's very small. It's rather the first seven that we have to focus on. That is how anointing is transferred. Now, in the Bible, you can have actually, I think, one example, if I'm right, of a case where a new and an original anointing was introduced. So when we sit here, or we are in ministry, or we are doing anything for God, and we think that, God will anoint you. No, God will not anoint you. Anointing will transfer. I don't see why you should be the first person who must get an, a new and original anointing. Why should you be the one to get the original and new anointing? Who is you? Where did you come from? <laughs> and so I believe very strongly that many, many, many people will rather enjoy the anointing that transfers rather than the new and original anointing, which only is recorded in the life of Elijah the Tishbite. The Bible says that there's nothing recorded about Elijah. Nothing. When we heard about Elijah, the Bible says, and Elijah the Tishbite, we don't know his father, we don't know his mother, we don't know the school he went to, we don't know where he was born, Georgetown Hospital, Esikibo Hospital, we don't know anything. All the Bible says, Elijah the Tishbite. He came on the scene. And all of a sudden, somebody wanted a double portion of his anointing. That kind of oil, new and original, it's 0.5% mathematician. It's rare. It's rare. So the encouragement for you and I is that there is somebody walking around here. And Elijah the Tishbite, First Kings chapter 17, and Elijah the Tishbite, who was of the inhabitants of Gilead, said unto Ahab, 
Straight, 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 straight. If you read Jesus, it tells you the angel went to Mary, told Mary this, Joseph and Mary, and this and that and that. And then she was pregnant. They went to uh, Bethlehem to be taxed. Long story. Here, and Elijah the Tishbite. From nowhere. He went to uh, Ahab and asked the Lord God of Israel, I live in, before whom I stand, there shall be no dew or rain for. Who is he? Where is he coming from? What is it? What, 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 what kind of thing is this? Came from nowhere. The coming from nowhere type of anointing is rare. It's very rare. So I encourage you to catch the anointing upon Pastor Shane's life. I encourage you to catch the anointing upon Pastor Sam McPherson's life. I encourage you to catch the anointing upon my life. You will not be eat, you will not be anointed with fresh oil. Hey, how come you alone deserve fresh oil? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you should catch what is on your pastor. It will be more relevant to you than to catch a different, even anointings. Eh? When it comes to catching anointings, if you catch an anointing that is not of your pastor, you'll fight. Am I, am, I, am I saying something? Yeah, glory light. If you catch a different man of God's anointing, you fight with Pastor Shane. Because you see everything he does very different. Because what God has given him that's not the same thing God has given you. So there will be a conflict. God's grace is the same thing. If you don't catch what is upon Pastor Sam's life, you become somebody who will irritate him because you come up with things that he's, he, he, he doesn't want to have. And sometimes you experience it. You see people come to the church and over the years I find it very interesting. Somebody comes to the church and then if you get a chance to say hello to them, they already, already have an idea to suggest to you. Oh, I think this is a big place. Why don't you do some planting at the back here? Okay, come and do the planting for us. And let me see if you come. You are coming in into a place where you have not even settled to know what we stand for and what we believe. You're already beginning to bring ideas. It will conflict. We will fight. We will disagree. It will be difficult to be in the same place. It's like two captains cannot be in the same, same shape. That's why it's important to catch the anointing upon your man of God's life. Your man of God's life. Your man of God's life. Like my, my, my father in the ministry will say, it, these things that your pastors expose you to, it's not that you should, you should follow us all. They try to help you understand what they understand. I don't know whether I should talk to this, this group or there. <laughs> because why does your pastor bring you to a meeting like this? He wants you to hear what he's hearing. Not that you should come here and be giving me offerings. Oh, you are a man of God. No, your man of God is the one who brought you here. I'm not your man of God. Hey, hello. I'm not your man of God. That's your man of God sitting in the front. He brought you here to expose you to something that he believes in, something that he's working with, something that he's associated with. He wants you to be, to be introduced to that so that his work is a little easier. Not that when you come and say, hey, I love Bishop Collins. Bishop Collins, you're a nice man, pa. I, please don't tell me things like that. <laughs> I remember the Pope. The Pope came here to preach. Hey, when the Lord told me to bring Pope here to preach, my heart skipped a beat. I said, what? God, you don't talk like that. I was praying. I was walking back and forth here outside. I was praying. It was a Friday night. And I look at the building and I heard it. Bring Pope to come and preach. I said, nah. 
Pope? Ah, Pope lives in Italy. How can I bring him from Italy? <laughs> I struggled with the idea. And finally, I said, you know what? I'll do it. I went to the Pope. And I went. He was very nice to me. He knows me. I know him. He told me all kind of fantastic things. And he told me that it is God who sent me. Because people don't come and invite him to come and preach in their churches like that. So it got to be God. <laughs> I said, hallelujah, at least. <laughs> I'm on the right track. He came. And when I was leaving, he said, man of God, by the way, next time don't come here without an offering, okay? I said, I'm sorry, sir. I'm sorry. Next time don't come here. Don't. People don't come into my presence without. And, and as I've, I've been growing the ministry, I've learned to understand that many people come into your presence and they rubbish the opportunity they have, they've had. If you go and see a lawyer, it's not free. You go and see a doctor, it's not free. A doctor who put his hands inside where you don't want him to put, you still pay him for that. Come and see a man of God. You don't even listen to what he's telling you. He said, me, me like what the, the pastor telling me. But you don't tell the doctor you don't like it. You don't tell the lawyer you don't like it. Rubbish the presence of a man of God and his advice and his counsel. I understand why he says bring an offering. So at least if you, if you, rubbish, that, uh, you rubbish the advice, at least he has your money in his pocket. Yeah, he, he didn't waste his time in that sense. He came. And then he said, he said, when he comes to a church, he doesn't take anybody's number. He doesn't shake anybody's hand. He doesn't know anybody. He said, it's your pastor who invited me. I don't know you. He's the one who invited me. I don't know nobody. It's he I know. Don't come for my number. I won't take your number. Don't come and shake my hand. I won't shake your hand. I know you from nowhere. It's the pastor I know. <laughs> I said, wow. Because people do that and take people's church members. Oh, yes. So you have to hear it. And don't be deceived. Don't, 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 be, don't be shaky in where you stand and what you stand. Every house, God has blessed us with all these houses. And you must be stable in your house. Admire the people your pastor admires and all of that. But you have your man of God. Your faithfulness is to him. To him, not to me, it's to him. To him, yeah. Be with him, your man of God. Be with him, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, how did you get to know me? Is it not him who brought you here? All of, all of a sudden, you like me more than him. How can you like me more than him? It's like you, you say you love God or you hate your brother. You're a liar. It's because you don't know me. If you get to know me, you don't like me at all. <laughs> it's that guy preaching and saying, you know what? Some of these girls in the church who they, they, they admire you. If I married you, you will kill me. <laughs> you, uh, I'll die before I start preaching. I tell you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they'll poison the food. Poison like the poison at Navalny in Russia. Yeah, there are so many things you say, oh, I wish, oh, this, but it's not everybody who can handle certain things. Yeah. You see the stage anointed. Ah! And I come home and I, me want to talk to you. He says, where's this? Hello, man of God. You can't talk? You become rude. 
Jonas, <laughs> are you there? Amen. Beautiful. A new and original anointing is rare. It is hardly introduced into this world. So let's focus on anointing transfer. Amen.